0: David Sasso, welcome to Dateline uh, New Haven. Welcome back. It's nice to see you. Thanks, Paul. It's good to see you. When you and Kat were here, was that before the pandemic it was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it must have been. So so BP and AP. Before That's right. Pandemic. <laughs> so when they were in year three AP or whatever. So you put out this new album. Yeah, had their uh, inaugural concert last week. So as Kabbalah Shabbat is a service, means welcoming or the Sabbath, the Sabbath bride. It comes out of a mystical tradition from the 16th century Jews and Safed or Sfat they would go up the mountain sometimes in robes to welcome, because when Shabbat comes, the Sabbath comes in Jewish tradition, we're really turning off the lights, we're turning off the work, we're turning off the week, and we're getting a taste of heaven. And that's that great moment when that change comes, right? Even if we're not climbing a mountain physically, I know I feel it Friday night, the change is coming in a different headspace. We're mm-hmm. getting a little taste of heaven, Lama ba, the world to come. And what gets us there sometimes is the service Kabbalah Shabbat. It's yeah. these, these six psalms we sing and a couple of other prepared prayers that are beautiful, and they've had, since the 16th century, lots of different melodies, and you just put a whole bunch of new melodies on them, and recordings, and so what, what got this project started, David?
1: Well, I've uh, been composing, and singing, uh, and attending services, and participating in, in Jewish music for really my whole life. My parents are both uh, rabbis, um, and um, so the liturgy... Um, and all of the different melodies, as you mentioned, these songs have been set to so many melodies across the years, um, have always been with me. And at some point, um, it wasn't really in the middle of the pandemic where there was so very little to do um, outside of your home. And I was sitting one night um, with the guitar, and I can't tell you what the particular inspiration was, but I thought to myself, let me see if I can
0: write a Lejado di Mm. And I was D is sort of the climactic part. Yeah. It's not the last prayer we do, but we've built up Lekado D, and there are all these versions. Different people choose. Sometimes it's a long enough psalm that often people do two different melodies. Mm. And you, you ever notice that? Like halfway it pivots. Lekado D, Lekado kala That's the sort of. The, Sort of, and then you pick it up. Go around the the de Krakala dai You know that, that mm-hmm. that's one of the ones we do. Yeah, yeah. So you were sitting around saying, "I got a new Lachado." So beat. yeah, I've been playing bluegrass. Um, I've been
1: playing bluegrass for I don't know the past eight years or so. I'm from Indiana, which is closer to the origins of bluegrass, but I actually found bluegrass here in Connecticut. Hmm. Um, My training before that was in in classical music and classical composition, but I had been playing a lot of uh, bluegrass um, and and practicing during the pandemic, and I had my guitar out one night, and I sat down to try to write a lechado d. and as it sometimes happens, the words were there. I knew the words deeply, and the melody came out within the span of a few minutes, and I recorded it. What kind
0: of guitar were you playing? Uh, That was my um, Martin D28. Yeah. And, the, and the melody just came out. The melody just came out. Sort of like uh, Belt, Elton John getting the lyrics and Bernie Taupin for your song, yeah. and in two minutes it was there, or like a Rolling yeah. Stone. Yeah. You know, when people say that, it sounds like it's some kind of magical inspiration no, I thing. I felt it. I'm not a great composer or anything, yeah. but I felt that we sit down and it yeah. just comes out.
1: Well, it comes, down, it comes out, but it comes out because, as I said, uh, you know how how you, how deeply you know the lyrics, how much it's been sort of bouncing around in your head, and all of the musical experiences and training and performances you've done, Sort of come together in a moment and it feels like it it is magic it feels like and so i
0: feel like you're saying david it comes it just comes out and it doesn't just come out exactly because everything in music is the next step in a lifelong and generations long sharing of ideas built on something right yeah so So, what what came out well that was the lecha dodi which you know i think we're going to
1: listen to later today but i'll say that after i i wrote that it was so quick i said well let me do another one i pulled out the sidur the prayer book and I went through, and of course, as, as Paul said, there's a number of psalms and other poems that exist in this portion of the Shabbat service, um, and went to another one. I don't honestly remember which one came next, but within the span of, I don't know, maybe 90 minutes, I had on my voice memos on my phone about eight different songs. Really? Yeah. And um, Wow. Uh, some of them made the cut.
0: Some of them got changed dramatically. But that was the beginning. They were all Kabbalah Shabbat. They were all Kabbalah. Well, at what Shabbat? point did you say? Okay, got the first melody, got <laughs> the second melody. I'm going on a, a Kabbalah Shabbat group. Was it a Friday? <sighs> I wish I could remember. It was the pandemic. If there I look no on my if I look on my voice memos, I could probably tell you. But the in date, the pandemic, but... there were no days. Remember, yeah. it was Blur's day. That's right. <laughs> remember Blur's day? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, but at what point did you say, David? It's always interesting to think about inspiration. Yeah. At what point did you say, oh, I got something here with Kabbalah Shabbat. Did you actually say, okay, now I'm going to look at the next song? Yep. Like, How did that happen?
1: Yeah, once, once I got through a couple of them, I realized that there was, was, was something happening here and went through the service. And honestly, I didn't um, restrict it to Kabbalah Shabbat. The, on the album, I think there are two tracks that are from later in the service, Hashki Venu, which is a prayer for evening rest and adon olam which is a hymn that is not strictly part of the shabbat liturgy but is often sung as a
0: closing song right we at the end of like kabbalat yeah, shabbat there's a second so. service then we That's either right. end with adon olam or um, mm-hmm. there are some other options too right. and then um, and even shalom aleichem Do we use mm-hmm. we don't really say that at kabbalat shabbat you see right before, it's before when we go home technically and see, or the dinner mm-hmm. before or after but it's part of the vibe it's That's part right. of the friday night vibe exactly hashki venu i didn't even know people do that on friday night i've never heard anyone do, i mean maybe your dinner table
1: well, it's part of the Maariv service, right? A, oh, the, right, One of the right. prayers Has after the Shabbat. Shabbat. Yeah. Okay, got yeah. that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So you knew something was happening here, and you went with it. I went with it. Sort of one of those pandemic moments. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but who knew where it was going to go? I mean, this was a couple of
1: years ago, and it just sat on my iPhone for a long time. I, 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 I'll thank my rabbi here, Rabbi Michael Farbman at Temple Emanuel. He, he's um, a musical he's rabbi. He's a musical guy, plays the guitar, sings, uh, fantastic services. And um, at some point when the, the pandemic was uh, remitting and we were able to, to join, to gather again for services, some of these songs we would play, um, you know, in, in the synagogue uh, here in, in
0: Connecticut. Oh, but wait not, a second, but there's another step. Okay, Yeah. so you put the 8 on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Did they just sit there or did you continue to to play them and, and revise them?
1: Yeah, um, I think I continued to add to them if, if, if inspiration struck or revise them. Um, and as I said, then bring a couple of them to the synagogue here so to you did. see what So in that other words, were you like? constantly
0: saying, if someone ran into you or, <laughs> or talked to you, did you say, hey, David, what are you up to these days? Did you just say, I'm working on a project about Kabbalah Shabbat, or was it less formal than that? Every once in a while, you kind of tool around again. Much less formal. So then when did you meet again at at, uh, at Temple Manuel?
1: Well, I, you know, as you say, it's all blurry. Whenever it was that we started gathering again... Uh, mm-hmm. Rabbi Farman loves to incorporate music into the services, and sometimes we have a serve sur- when, when there's a fifth Shabbat, a fifth Friday night in a month. We'll gather in the round with the musicians of the synagogue and and, and oh, play really? together. And oh, um, that is such
0: a great idea. Yeah. Did that happen?
1: And so that happened a couple of times, and we do you know a, a couple of these alongside all of the other well well known. Uh, and do you say like everybody, makers. you can bring
0: something to lead? Is that the idea? Yeah, we would. Well, not new, not original songs. I mean, I. I no, yeah. no, I mean, like, if you say, I got a new tune, did you say, Rabbi Farman, I want to bring a new tune? Sure. And did people sing with you? Yeah. Yeah. They, this is great. We're talking to David Sasso, a wonderful bluegrass musician in town, who has this mind-blowing new project, a new CD out of songs he began working on during the pandemic with modern bluegrass takes on the psalms we sing mostly Friday night for the Kabbalat Shabbat service in Jewish tradition, um, welcoming the Sabbath. So, David, <gasps> let's, uh, let's, um, Listen to one of these, if that's okay. Why don't we go with Lejado D? Great. Okay, we'll jump the order. This is Lejado D from David's new album.
2: kabella khadodi likrakada beshavad neka kabella beshavad neka shamor bezahor
0: Siddal D, sung maybe since the 16th century. I'm not sure if this was among the first psalms or not. Maybe you would know, David. Reinterpreted in a new album by David Sasso, backed by a band, not his band, called Jacob's Ladder, reimagining the Friday night Kabbalah Shabbat service in Jewish tradition, welcoming the Sabbath. Now, I forget, did you say that was the first one you wrote on Blur's Day or the second? I think that was the first. The was first. So this is beautiful. So you've been telling us how you... During the pandemic, came to bring bluegrass song music to traditional hymns that were never sung that way. You started out at Temple Manual playing them there. How did you get from there to recording this album?
1: <laughs> well, about a year ago, well, for a little while now, uh, I, I've known that my... I mentioned earlier that both of my parents are rabbis. Um, they served the same synagogue in Indianapolis where I grew up for... since I was one. Um, and My mother retired from the pulpit uh, about uh, eight eight or so, eight, ten years ago, Uh, and my father um, just retired this past Friday, so I knew that was coming, and I contacted uh, the the, the people in charge of the celebration of his retirement in Indianapolis and proposed this idea of uh, putting these pieces together in a much more formal way to um, dedicate, uh, to both of my parents and to my childhood synagogue, and and perform in honor of his retirement.
0: And can you imagine the? I guess just imagine the of your father. <laughs> look at the kid I raised. Look how wonderful he is, and look how he's keeping our tradition going in new ways. I can't imagine.
1: Just what he imagined. Greater gift
0: to give your dad.
1: Bluegrass is exactly what he imagined.
0: <laughs> but um, oh, wait, but when did you go about recording it? When did you start so, I make an album? Was yeah, oh, that part of that?
1: That was part of the idea. So, you know, in putting this together, I needed to find a band. Um, that both played bluegrass at a high level, um, which you can hear clearly in that recording that they do, uh, yeah, but also good. that knew yeah. the, the, the tradition, the, the, the Hebrew and, and the liturgical tradition. And uh, so I reached out to this uh, group called Jacob's Ladder, um, formerly called Kol Kachol, um, in Boston. And these are um, young musicians um, uh, who trained either at Berkeley, one of them is in school at New England Conservatory now, um, uh, their names are Arielle Weiner who plays the mandolin and the guitar on the album. Uh, so you yeah,
0: her singing on that track too.
1: No, Arielle is the, the, the guy. Oh, okay. and then yeah, Sophia Carandini is the, the woman who plays the, the fiddle, uh, and sings. And then we have G Rockwell on banjo and some other instruments on the, on the album and Noah Harrington on the bass.
0: What kind of music do they usually do?
1: Well, they, they all came from a bluegrass tradition, um, instrumentally, um, and play in a number of other bluegrass bands. They all are inter-genre musicians. But how the
0: Jewish part come in?
1: Well, the Jewish part is three, you know, th- th- most of them are Jewish.
0: Um, were they already playing Jewish music, or were you their first no, th- immersion?
1: No, this, this band, Jacob's Ladder, which you should all check out, does Jewish bluegrass also. Oh, uh, like this? They, like this. They either, you know, they play bluegrass with, uh, existing bluegrass songs with, Hebrew lyrics or new songs oh. that they compose. They have a new album coming out of their own soon. Um, so they're, they're deep into this, and they travel the country as well to synagogues and put together sort of um, Jewish liturgical experiences that are really.: So what did they say when you contacted Yeah, uh, I think they were pretty excited about it.
0: So yeah. you went up to Boston? Went to up to Boston. studio, Danielson Studios?
1: Yeah, uh, this is Dimension Sound oh, Studio Dimension. in Boston, where, where I recorded the, the, the previous two albums with Cat Wallace. And, um, and when did you do this? This was in February uh putting them together and we rehearsed uh on a Friday and and spent a full day in the studio on Sunday got seven tracks down including video and the videos will be uh-huh. will
0: c- coming out as well how many how long did it take you on Sunday I think we
1: arrived at the studio at noon and probably left at
0: I don't know 8 or 9 and who shot the video know. was the sh- video's a videos well Ariel
1: shot professional um, yeah uh, videographer and then Ariel um who, uh, edited them
0: and were you thinking this was going to be specifically for your parents' celebration in yep. honor of that? So that's yeah. why you're doing it. Definitely. What if you, and why did you want to do this for your parents?
1: Well, um, you know, t- mainly to honor them, right? To, to, to celebrate, help celebrate. The Buddha,
0: Aveim okay. There you go, oh.
1: yeah. Um, celebrate kind of all of their years as, as rabbis and also to sort of give thanks to, to my synagogue um, to kind of come home and bring a music that is uh, you know native to the Midwest and you know around there, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Monroe being from you know Indiana, um, and um, to 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 add to the celebration. So, but it was also an opportunity to really put this down in a, in, a, in a in a in a in a way that is you know archived, so to speak. It exists now on CD. It exists on videos and and hopefully people like the melodies and, and we'll sing them. I like
0: them. Um, so <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah. the your parents so you grew up in a ref, in a reconstructionist synagogue, correct? That's Do you right. remember going to kabbalat shabbat? Was that the biggie?
1: Yeah, we you know, I my parents both rabbis. I used to go to services pretty much every week, Friday night, Saturday morning. Uh, Starting what age? Oh, God, before
0: I can remember. Yeah. Uh, Did you like kabbalat shabbat?
1: i liked it all i mean you know, i mean I, the, the melody say
0: so that's always been my favorite part we don't have a great one to sing i gotta go yeah. to do now but when i when there's a good kabbalah shabbat yeah. around that's my favorite part of the week hands down
1: i love the cantors that we had over the years um and the music in probably the jewish music that i heard as, as a child probably was the main inspiration to become a musician
0: mm. oh um, really the jewish music was yeah
1: it informs everything, you know, that I do. I, I I study classical music, and I've written a lot of classical music th- uh, on Jewish themes as well. But even when it doesn't have to do with Jewish music, I think that the the kernel of it, the 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 or the origin, was hearing these, um, you know, this music in a liturgical fashion, um, week after week.
0: And what do you remember about? It? Do you have any memories of Kabbalat Shabbat? Any specific time, like when you heard a certain melody sung a new way, or? Singing it on the way to shul or, or hitting that moment because I sometimes hit a moment where I feel like it's that Friday mm-hmm. moment, peace moment, where you feel you're lifted out of the ordinary yeah. of the hall into the sacred
1: moment. Well, there are these very, um you know. Traditional is a difficult word, <laughs> but there are these. So very, like what I'm used to when yeah, I was traditional a kid. is yeah. what I know. <laughs> yeah. So, but there are these very traditional melodies that 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 many people um, know of Kabbalat Shabbat. Many of them, Karlbach melodies, and uh, that that are just they really take you to a different place. Many of them can be sung with accompaniment, but they are also work very well without accompaniment. Yeah. Um, there's also this the idea of um, songs without words. Um, there's a, a, a very common Musical, it's not really a form, but an approach in Judaism called a nigun.
0: Right, nigun is songs that you're chanting and not really doing the work. You say some syllables, right? That's right. right yeah. It's usually yai dai
1: dai, no? Usually yai dai dai. Bye bye bye, something like that. Yai dai dai. And if you're
0: sitting through a song, some of the people don't know it at the table. By the time it's built up and you're done with the regular words, you just do yai dai dai and you That's get right. real loud. Yeah. Did the, you have yai dai dais in your synagogue when you grew up?
1: Definitely, definitely. You know, the idea of the ni- nigun, the, the word nigun comes from the root in Hebrew which also gives us the word negina, which means melody. And so I, I think the idea um, liturgically is that, you know, prayer often is expressed in words, but there comes a time where the words does not express do not express what it is that you fully want to say. So sometimes it's a nigun in and of itself and that expresses some sort of hope or, or, or value or feeling. But oftentimes, there'll be a song that you sing, and you get through all of the words, but you still have more to express, and then it goes into a yai Isn't it sure
0: sometimes it's used as a warm-up, especially for Suke Zimra, the warm-up, spiritual warm-up, Friday, Saturday mornings, people like do nigunim to, yes, to sort of to get you in up, the mood, to get, get your soul in the place to sing with feeling. Yeah, it's very so meditative. And, yep. and you have a nagoon on this album to begin the Shalom Aleichem, which is mm-hmm. the, the first prayer, not necessarily of Saqal Shabbat, but to gr- greet the Sabbath. Shalom, Alekh, we stayed at the Friday night table to welcome the Sabbath bride, mm-hmm. manifestation of the divine on, on Sabbath. And what was your thinking in starting that with a Nigun? I,
1: di- I didn't. <laughs> that came later. I wrote the melody as it is on there. Um, uh, and then it just made sense that a Nigun needed to open it and end it. And actually, if we- why? Why? Because, as, as I just said, sometimes the words, when you've completed them, have not fully expressed whatever it is
0: intangible that you want to say. Uh, and now, a, a, a success from the goon is easy to learn. Mm-hmm. It has a, a tricky, unexpected detour at times where mm-hmm. you're going to go musically, whether a different note that would normally not follow that note or something, but it takes you to kind of take you to that yeah. extra place, but that you can really follow. Do you right. want to... We talked before in the air. Do you want to teach me this Nagoon? Uh, sure. So, so I can learn it, and then we'll play people the recording?
1: Sure. There are actually two niguns on this song, to make it more complicated. There's one at the beginning that reappears, but then there's just the melody of the Shalom Aleichem, and that's what I'll, I'll sing. Okay. I'll sing the first verse of the Shalom Aleichem, and then we we'll do it as a nigun. See so if you can okay. join in. If you're listening, please, you can join at home. Um, so, Shalom
2: Aleichem. Malachay Hasharet, Malachay Elion, Mimelech, Malchay Hamlachim, Ahakadosh Baruchu, Yay, 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 Yay,
0: that's great dave <laughs> so david sasser is just telling us about a Nagoon a, a, a melody he added to shalom Alechem on his new album he recorded with a band that's not his band called the um i'm sorry the uh jacob's ladder Reimagining, repositioning the Psalms that open the Sabbath for Jews on Friday night in the service, Kabbalah Shabbat. And now let's hear how they recorded what you just heard. Shalom Aleichem here on Dateline New Haven on WNHHFM, New Haven's home for community radio.
2: yay barujo
0: Just listening to Shalom Alechem, sung for centuries by Jews at the beginning of the Sabbath to bring in the welcome the Sabbath bride, but sung in a new way like you've never heard it before <laughs> or played before, thanks to David Sasso. I mean, excuse me, David Sasso on his new album Sasson Vesimcha, recorded with the bluegrass band Jacob's Ladder, not his band, a band he combined with to do this album, we're talking about his new album and his reinterpretation. WNHH FM State line New Haven so David we got the recording it's February your father's retirement coming up in May tell me about the gig that was last weekend did the band travel with you to Indianapolis
1: yeah they did and so what's the congregation so this is congregation Bethel Cedic. it's a, a congregation that's affiliated with the conservative movement and the Reconstructionist movement mm-hmm. uh, in Indianapolis and um is that com- always
0: true when you were growing up?
1: That's right. Yeah, the first rabbi of Beth El Tzedek was Milton Steinberg, who was one of the disciples of Mordecai Kaplan. Yeah. Uh. And, um, and So it's not a Reconstructionist, it's a conservative Reconstructionist congregation. Exactly. That's right. And um, so we uh, had a big celebration for my father's retirement this past weekend. We all traveled out um and uh, performed the whole band went the service the whole band the bassist couldn't make it unfortunately but we had a fantastic guy from Columbus Ohio drive in learned the music in one day um uh, Andy coos um so he joined us and um and we and we played this and including some songs that are not on the album uh, for the evening some beautiful tributes so it was for
0: the Friday night service for the Friday night service were you nervous Oh, I was a bit nervous, yeah. Do you used to get nervous when you perform because you don't seem like it? I get a little nervous when I perform, but this one was different. <laughs> Tell me about that.
1: <laughs> you know, um, this was my home synagogue, you know. It's like going It's one thing to play for people, you know, who you don't know who are in the audience. When you know that everybody out there knew you when you were three, <laughs> 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 that's a different thing. But uh, but very quickly, you know, you'd become comfortable. Um, both because I, I, I knew that there was a, a trust in the people there and... and um, and they, and they trusted that we'd, we'd, we'd play some good music. And uh, we were really there just to sort of celebrate the synagogue and to celebrate my parents and my father.
0: Were you at all nervous about the stakes for your parents? You knew that'd be easy. No, nah, they
1: just had to sit there and, and, and watch. Although, you know, they had to give their speeches, but they're very good at that. <laughs> and then had the service go. It was beautiful. Um, I think they were probably, I mean, the sanctuary there fits probably 600. It was 90 some percent full.
0: Whoa, you had 500 yeah, people there? Something like that, yeah. Wow, that's a lot. And, uh, and did they, were, were they able to sing along after the first year? Gra- uh, yeah, you know,
1: this is, this is the thing about bluegrass. I mean, I, I don't know, we didn't really talk about it before. I mean, Jewish music always takes from it the, the, the music of the surrounds, right? Right, right, klezmer. It took, klezmer yeah. music, it took, so from the Balkan, you know, uh, music of Eastern Europe. I mean, just like food too, right? Borscht, that's Eastern European yeah. food. Um, Ar- Jews who lived in Arabic countries for, for centuries would play the oud. You couldn't tell that it wasn't Arabic music except that it was mm-hmm. in Hebrew. And so, you know, to, to I think this is just part of that tradition, to take something that is familiar and put it together um, with something that is old, um, with respect for the tradition and where the music comes from, what, what the
0: sentiment is. And so right, like answer, a lot of things we consider yeah. traditional melodies are actually German sh- drinking songs That's or Christian right. songs from Europe. It's just the melody, if you do them for 200 years or the, 50 years, you tradition. know, it becomes what you're used to.
1: Yeah, so people and, were tapping their toes, clearly. Somebody said afterwards that they wanted to to get up and dance but they weren't sure that's okay in the synagogue <laughs> oh really yeah
0: oh, but no they should have awesome. of course they should have so people sang along it people went sang. well yeah. that friday night and then what was the rest of the weekend like
1: um well on saturday night there was a big gala celebration you know um, did you play again we didn't play again i had to do the roast with my sister that night so that was a
0: different how did that kind go of thing. oh a roast yeah how did think, that go i think i did okay <laughs> yeah, and how'd your dad like in Your mom? Uh, they had a great time.
1: It was very poignant, I and mean, it was funny. It was a lot of laughter, um, but 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 some tears. And you know, he you know my my parents have done um, a lot of interfaith work in the community there. And so there representatives from the Muslim community and uh, all, all the Christian denominational community and. Um, African-American, black community in, in Indianapolis. So um, it was really a celebration of kind of his work within the synagogue, but also within the community.
0: Was there anything said by him or others that night that stuck with you? It's okay oh if not.
1: Yeah, so many things. It's hard to, like, to... What did he talk about? I think he... Well, my dad is known for his puns. And so he, he um, has a way of of putting these groaners you know, into his speeches but in a way that sort of somehow highlights a, a message. And so people groan, but they, they learn something through it. Uh, and so, you know, at the end of the night, as he was finishing his remarks, at the end of his retirement celebration, he flipped through his pages and he says, well, I think I'm uh, running out of material. And, uh, and everybody stood up to, to give him an ovation. So
0: it was a beautiful evening. That is really nice, and what, what a gift from his son. So what's next, David? Are you doing anything with this music, or could we be singing this in synagogues? You have it coming out on June 9th, and people can buy it, right? On
1: June 9th, it'll be available on the streaming services. It's uh, available on, on Bandcamp if you want to, to get the album. I, I hope to uh, print out the music in a little booklet uh, and you know see if people are interested in, in singing it. Um, and uh, videos are Two videos are available on YouTube right now, but there will be more coming out.
0: And, um, nothing planned right now. thinking on releasing? Why do you do them one by one? In order? Like shows the uh, streaming, sometimes they put a whole season, sometimes they have you wait one right. by one. What was you thinking here?
1: Yeah, I think part of it was that I wanted to wait until this event occurred before I put everything out. So I put a couple of videos so people could see what they were going to get when they came. Um part of it is just how long it takes to get things to happen, you know, to get but things But you have
0: a bunch of videos done. I
1: have the videos done and I will I'll put those out, you know, fairly soon so that they're all available. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, and we'll see. You know, there's no plans right now to take it to another synagogue, but um, but maybe that will happen.
0: Are you can play any more with the band? Uh, I'd love to. Right. Yeah. says hey, so, congratulations on a great job. You Thank did you. an honor to your parents, but you also kept the Jewish tradition co- moving forward. <laughs> Steeped in the tradition and found the music. Why bluegrass, you think? What does bluegrass add? You say you add the flavors of the yeah. local music to the traditional music, and that's part of the tradition.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, very concretely, um, you know, I grew up in the Midwest. That's a music of America in some sense, one of the musics of America. And I've been playing it for the past 8 to 10 years. So to, to merge something that uh, I love with another thing that I love seemed very natural. So that's the personal part. But bluegrass is also a folk music, um, and, and the folk ways of Judaism, um, like any other folk ways, uh, often uh, will elide with one another very well. And so I think bluegrass, in its joy, um, in the way that you want to tap your toes to it, uh, in the way that it's very easy to quickly pick it up and sing along, uh, makes sense for a kind
0: of service that is meant to be celebratory uh, and poignant and participatory. So before I let you go, how about we listen to Chadi Katamar? Great. That's my favorite part of Kabbalah Shabbat. Mm. Sometimes it's saying kind of wistfully or almost kind of pop, you know, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree in Lebanon and cedar in Lebanon and thrive. So I picture these trees in Israel, but I also picture our souls in the courtyard of God bearing fruit, Mm -hmm. spiritual fruit, Mm -hmm. and that connection between body, soul, and the land and... It's, it's really a beautiful, beautiful hymn. And often, sometimes it sounds very lively, like mm-hmm. Tzadik Katamar, ifrak, ifrak, yes. you know, especially on Super Srot mm-hmm. But other times on Friday night, there's kind of a wistfulness bringing. Yes. Let's see how David Sasso reinterpreted on his new album, reinterpreting Kabbalah Shabbat's Song of Simcha. We're going to uh, say goodbye. Thanks to Harry Joseph for um, producing the show on Dateline New Haven, WNHH New Haven's home. For Community Radio, here's Tzadik Katamar.
2: Oh new the savior The in the He Tama